Good morning. I think we are live now. If you're coming in, give me a hello. It is Thursday. No, it's not. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Wednesday. It's a good start, isn't it? Um, so talking about exercise today. So I often get asked, you know, do you do it daily? Exercise, that is. And um, I wanted to discuss this today because this can come into self-sabotage. This can come into beating ourselves up, that mindset of... I'm a failure, I best start again, you know, when you do that, that thing, and then that voice goes, oh, I'm now really stressed out, morning joy, give me a hello if you're coming in, give me a replay if you're on replay, in the comments, and, you know, I'm really stressed out, maybe I should start again, you know, maybe this isn't working, maybe I'm just, have no willpower, we start to go into that mode, where we beat ourselves up, and it kind of stems from, hey Mary, we... I had a chat with someone last week who's on our Fit for Life program, and she was saying that, and our Fit for Life program, by the way, um, is where you get access essentially to our in-person sessions as well. And she was um, talking to me about how every day she feels like she's starting again right now because she starts with the best intentions, and you might relate to this. I will do insert exercise today. But sometimes, sometimes she doesn't end up doing it despite saying it. Leaving her feel feeling frustrated because she didn't do what she said she would do. And as humans, we we hate that. We hate when we don't do what because we didn't follow through, which you could say means because we're not following through what we said we would do, we lack integrity doing what we said we'd do, etc. And it, and it kind of hurts us more when you actually take a, an outside view in of why we can get so frustrated with this. So here's the thing though. If I go back to summer 2020 in our ladies only private studio, she's coming to three sessions a week and she would define a good week then as doing three sessions in a week. I'll say that again. She would define a good week as three sessions a week. Now, because now we're obviously virtual, um, with live Zooms, on demand, um, we do do one-to-one outside as well, but there's almost this expectation, because it's on tap, to do it more, to do it more often, to do it you know, multiple times a day, and that's fine if you want to do that. But if you're not doing it and beating yourself up for it, you've got to consider your expectations, what you were doing before, and how your expectations have changed and how you're not really looking at, okay, what was I doing in the summer? And I was saying I was doing really well, maybe because you just had to drive somewhere and go somewhere, but now you're doing it from home. And now she can do six workouts in a week and beat herself up, beat herself up because one day she didn't do one. And I get it because, you know, you you might come into our members area and you'll see, right, today we've got 6.30 a.m. live, 7.15 live, bar, yoga, back to basics, no floor, um, stretching, boxing fit, beat fit, Zumba, um, muscle strengthening, high intensity, low intensity. And it's like, do I do, do like we have that maybe inner part of us going, oh, I should be doing more. Should I be doing more? They're doing more. But yet we just put someone else's comments, someone else, what they're doing on a pedestal. We don't know what they did last week. We don't know what's going through their life, their situation, homeschooling, work, 
And then we end up beating ourselves up, going into this mode that actually we're doing rubbish. And that mindset then leads to potentially sabotaging our eating efforts. Maybe we think, what's the point? And the key thing in here is how much exercise should you do? Well, it really depends on your main goal. And that's what we do a little bit differently in that we don't just say, this is how many times you should exercise. It really depends on you. You can exercise once a week, twice a week, three times a week, every day, if that suits you. I know for me, it actually suits me to work out daily. I don't forget to do it then, which makes it easy for me, like brushing my teeth. And I can sporadically do it. So I, I just do little little bits of exercise, snack exercise as they call it. That suits my lifestyle better. Shorter, straight in, done throughout the day, and I'll get it in rather than giving it an hour, giving it half an hour. Not, I'll go for the occasional run as well, I must say. Um, but we don't just beast you for an hour. It's not like... You just have to be beasted for an hour. See you later. And, and based on that, I actually want to go through some of the most common misconceptions of exercise because when it comes to this, and I, and I try and get this across in our Kickstart program because often people just being told that you should just exercise and, and get to it or vice versa. You just need to concentrate on your diet. You don't need to exercise. And I want to get across, number one, just how important your nutrition is when you're looking to lose fat, but also how exercise provides so much more than just burning calories. And I spoke about this yesterday um, in our Q&A. Yesterday we had a question about women's fat around the stomach area, how their body shape seems to change around menopause um, and what you can potentially do to help with that, which in a nutshell is resistance exercise, calorie deficit, higher protein, changing the way we train a little bit can at least help us in, to an extent of it, okay? Yes, there's no click of a finger but the same rules apply and actually maybe we look at need to look at different tactics and I was referring to someone who said they walk a lot they don't do any muscle strengthening exercise so that's a cool thing that they can bring in straight there they might their body might be so sensitive to it the more muscle that we have the more calories we burn the more muscle we have maybe our hunger regulation is better maybe we're able to stick to a calorie deficit more easily maybe those lower calories are now easier to stick to and it's not such a why am i always hungry all the time and these are things that are kind of palmed off when people talk about nutrition and diets and what you should do what you shouldn't do we forget about like these signaling these pathways these types of exercise that help us one of the ladies said yeah the more exercise i do the less hungry i am why is that and, and there's many reasons it could be that when you exercise you feel so good you get endorphins rushing to your brain we're more sedentary than ever especially in lockdown now and when you've got those endorphins going to your brain maybe maybe we're now not looking to get a high from the food that we would have eaten. Maybe that was boredom eating. Maybe we were looking for something to do because we feel guilty for exercising because we should be doing something like work or we feel guilty for sitting down and having a rest, which would have given us what we wanted, that rest, recovery, lay down, a nap, etc. But instead, we feel like we've got to be doing something so we go to get the food. Anyway, one of the common exercise mistakes we see I'm just going to go through them now. The most common ones is is based on this and trying to out-exercise a bad diet at the same time. And the way I describe this is that exercise is a bit like the cherry on top, if you like. It's the baked beans on your Weetabix, if you saw that. It's your lemon on your pancake. Yeah, we'll go with that one. It's It's the multiplier, okay? It's still important because if you give me a pancake without lemon on it, 
and sugar is it's disappointing, I must say. But you can you'll still eat it, let's face it. So that's why we create it to fit your lifestyle, whether it's a one-minute workout, a five-minute workout, 10 minutes a day, 30 minutes a day. You can then fit it to your lifestyle. And then it comes back down to, okay, what are you willing to do today? What are you willing to do today? And that's always going to be the key thing. And sometimes you've got to keep it really simple. One minute, five minutes, 10 minutes, just get it done. Because you might think, what's the point? But then you add them up over the week. Then it's like, ah, the point was this. This was the point. Instead of doing a one minute workout, I've actually done seven minutes over the week. And if it's my one minute workout, it's actually two minutes, more likely, which is 14 minutes. Give yourself credit for that. Next week, you might go, you know, I actually do one of these 10 minute ones. All of a sudden, that small pointless habit led to you building to that moment. That's why one habit at a time works so well. We know from research, and it's actually in our um, Kickstart book here that we sent. This will be reversed on your screen, but I'll read it out. In our research, people who focused on simply losing the next 5% succeeded in 97% of the cases. People who focused on losing more only succeeded 40% of the time. Hey, Paula, so my point here is in our research, research at... Uh, Washington University Center of Human Nutrition, people who focus on simply losing the next 5% succeeded in 97% of cases. People who focus on losing more succeeded 40% of the time. So if you're worried about the fact you've got five stone to lose and you're worried about your metabolism slowing down once you've lost three stones, so you're not going to do anything, you're less likely to succeed. If you're worried that when you're three stone down, you're not sure how many calories to eat then, you're less likely to even lose that now. The most important thing is we just focus on today. What if every day was day one? Anyway, I've gone off on a tangent, hasn't I? Um, and like I said, it's so much more. Endorphins, muscle tone can help with hunger, bone density, insulin resistance, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, immune system, mental health. Where, like, can you have mental health without physical health and vice versa? I think they definitely are so interlinked we can't ignore one. Um, another mistake is you've done it before and it didn't work for you. Morning, Jane. You've done it before and it didn't work for you. And I always bring this up because, you know, there's, let's face it, the internet is littered with work, workouts at the moment. And you see some where there's just a lot of jumping, a lot of joint issues that could come up for certain people. And if you're someone who you're worried about getting injured, maybe an old injury, and you don't know where to start, and you're, you're just seeing these high-intensity workouts, jumping around, roly-polies, whatever, you know, <laughs> um, whatever there is, it can be quite off-putting, and you can think that this is the only way, whereas actually, even with your body weight, you can get real tension in that muscle. Like, today's lunchtime workout that we're doing, literally, I use a towel, and it's low impact because you're using the towel as that resistance in the muscle, so you can do maximal tension on the muscle, minimum on the joint. And the brilliant thing about this is it's inclusive to everyone. So you can do it if you've got a joint issue, etc. And you get out what you put in. You're thinking about the muscle and getting more inefficient at doing the exercise. Where you're inefficient, your muscle's going to change more tone, burn more calories, etc. Rather than beast an hour, potentially get injured. And there's nothing wrong with a beasting sometimes. Um, there's a time and a place for that but it's about when you're ready for it or if you're ever ready for it depending on your joint health etc there's always an adaptation for you and when you're focusing on that muscle strengthening work you, like i said before you might get a different benefit from doing it okay in terms of your body shape changing in terms of it not being just about weight anymore 
number three is actually kind of stemming from what I just said. So we kind of think that we have to wear lycra dripping with sweat to do it. And like I said on that, I would rather you ask me for more workouts than me than you to say, I just can't do any more. I'm struggling. I'd rather you set the expectations low and consider doing more than the opposite. Okay. And then we've got to tweak it to go, okay, what do you find fun? What do you enjoy doing? And what's also going to get you the results you want? Because you can only do something for so long before if you're not seeing results, you're going to be annoyed or you're not going to find it fun. Then you've got to define what results are and what you're willing to do to get them results. That will help us work together to actually match them two together. For example, if you want to lose five stone um, and you're annoyed that you haven't lost a stone in a week exercising this amount of time, you know, we need to look at the expectations because actually you might think oh, that two pounds a week is slow, one pound a week is slow, one pound a month is slow. But if it's fitting your lifestyle right now in lockdown around homeschooling, work, etc., think a year from now where you'll be. How much would you have lost then doing something that you're not finding hard, which is quite cool. Not that you, you shouldn't find it hard because there's a time and a place, but it depends which hypothesizing where you're at at the moment. You might be there or there. And it's about fitting it to you. And I'll just finish off with this study that came out based on that muscle strength thing. So um, this was a recent paper that came out this year. Um, 280,000 adults across Europe. Um, only a quarter did any muscle strengthening exercises. So only a quarter of them ever said they did any muscle strengthening exercise. Now, this is obviously just a correlation here, but... What you, can, what you can see there is that if you think of obesity rates and people not doing those muscle strength and exercise and its impact on hunger, its impact on diabetes risk, insulin resistance, etc., and how this can help someone feel, you know, people feel more confident when they fit their clothes better regardless of their weight. It's just, just the way it is. People feel nicer. You know, people say things to me like, you know what, I noticed the other day when I put the seatbelt on in my car. Did I go that way? That's passenger, isn't it? That way. I put the seatbelt on in my car. And I just noticed I, I have lost weight. It just felt different. Um, so, but in this study, only a quarter of people. And what they found, though, is really interesting, is that the addition of muscle strength in an exercise was associated with lower ob- obesity. So when you add in um, muscle strength in an exercise, obesity was lower. And not to, not to mention the preventative impact on the risk of falls, diseases, diabetes, cardiovascular disease, and simply making everyday tasks easier, not being out of breath, climbing stairs, getting to the floor, up and down, chasing after kids. Yeah, they can, yesterday, two minutes, literally two minutes, it was quiet. I thought, this is brilliant. This is, I think they're just chilling out, playing. Why aren't they talking that loud? Hang on a minute. Started to get a little bit, hmm. Walked upstairs, they got all Mrs. Fruity's makeup out and they were dressing up as dinosaurs. Unfortunately, they also dressed up the bed as a dinosaur as well. Let's see what the washing and stain remover can do today. Anyway, tangent over. That's this morning. Any questions, let me know. Don't beat yourself up. Set those expectations. Morning, Ali. Managed uh, to squeeze in Summit Blast workout this morning. Awesome stuff. Having coffee before I head out. Love muscle strengthening exercises. Awesome. That's a t-shirt, isn't it? I love, I heart muscle strengthening exercises. Yeah. Cool. Any questions, as always, let me know. Make it a great day. Drink your water, eat your protein, drink your coffee, and I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.